Happy Hobo Week and welcome back to Coffee with Kojo, a podcast produced by the School of Communication and Journalism at South Dakota State University. My name is Dr. Rocky Daly and I'm an associate professor in the school. This week, our guest is Kojo instructor Jade Larson. Jade joins the faculty after completing her master's degree in communication and media studies last spring. Student host Sam Schauer was a student in Jade's public speaking section when she was a graduate student. They spoke last week. I actually grew up in Chester, South Dakota, so not too far away from here. And I literally went there from preschool all the way through senior year of high school. And then I decided, oh, maybe I'll travel a whole 40 minutes and go to get my undergrad at SDSU. Oh, like, yeah, yeah, 40 minutes. Yeah, I just, just thinking, like, was it always SDSU in your mind or did, were you thinking about other colleges uh, throughout that time? Well, I kind of felt like every other student in South Dakota that was like, I can either go to USD or SDSU, but I did have some family that was alum from SDSU, so I decided to stay here, and then I also didn't have to travel the hour and a half that it was to USD because I knew myself, I knew I was going to be so homesick if I went that far, even though there are people that go to college like across the country, and here I am, I can't go an hour and a half away from my family, so I was like... Um, I will do the 40-minute drive to Brookings. Yeah, that makes sense. In Aberdeen, uh, we have Northern State, and uh, the, the, uh, the running joke is always that uh, everyone says, like, I hate NSU. I'm never going to NSU. And then, like, a good solid 80% of the class senior year comes, like, they're all going to Northern State. So mm-hmm. That's how my high school was, too, because it was so much closer to Brookings that a majority of the students that graduated went to SDSU. Yeah, it's so yeah. No, I love I love SDSU. I think I made the right choice. I was really also thinking Northern State, but I'm like I gotta I gotta go somewhere else. You know, I gotta I gotta, gotta go get out. Least, I gotta go at least like two hours away from here. So, <laughs> oh, so then uh, was communication always your major, or was it like something something more something different? Or? I actually started out with political science and wanting to go pre law, and then I took. Uh, Dr. Westwick's class, which is 205, a comm studies class, and I absolutely loved it, which is a little comical because I hated school at the time, so to think that I would have loved a class um, and wanted to make that my major. So then I began uh, double majoring in political science and communications, and then I dropped my political science major to a minor, so then I ended up graduating with a communication studies major with a minor in political science and legal studies. Wow, okay. (laughs) I know. I think think history was also on there at one point, and I just did not want to grow up and be a history teacher, so I decided to drop that, and there was nothing else I could really do with a history major. That's true, but history majors are usually the cooler teachers, honestly. I mean, they're ones chilling in the back, you know, they got the... Did you hear about the news today, you know, kind of teacher? You could have been that. I was going to say, you've been my student. You know I'm the cool teacher. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So then when you were a student here, what was campus life uh, like for you? Oh, my goodness. I had a really fun time living on campus. I also got to live through the period of um, President Dunn taking over and campus culture kind of changing a little bit, and I think that It was really important for SDSU as a whole, but especially the on-campus life to kind of make this change as we got a new president. And so it was really fun to watch the transition of the faculty and the staff on campus. And I lived in Ben Rifle. I lived in 
you know, Jackrabbit Village and stayed in Spencer and spent a lot of time in the Union and yeah, always had a great time living on campus. It was a nice two years and then when I became a uh, an upperclassman, as you could say. I actually spent a lot of time in the den here in Jaeger, so I have spent a majority of my college career on this campus. So, yeah, I, I guess I didn't realize that. Um, you took over when President Dunn got, um, I, I guess, took over. So um, what was that, what was that change like? Was it like kind of like a was it like a quiet change, or was like everything different about SDSU? <laughs> well, I wouldn't say everything was different. Uh, but there is the controversy of tailgating at the SDSU football games that changed. And as a sophomore in college, you could say my friends and I were not thrilled. But now that I have a perspective on the other side, I certainly understand taking in the, the consequences of not looking out for the safety of your students. So it was a requirement to kind of change some of the campus culture, and I think that it was honestly for the better, but it stirred up some feelings amongst my friends group and several other students that had, you know, had different experiences that were now having to change midway through their college career. Okay, that makes sense. So then, uh, do you have a funny story in mind while you were while you're uh, in the dorms or uh, taking classes here at SDSU? Oh, several funny stories. Um, ooh, that's a good question. I would say um, one of my favorite stories from the dorms was we. In the, I lived in Ben Rifle my freshman year, and we all decided to make a friend group of the corner of the building that we lived in. So there were like five different rooms with two of us in each room that just became this one giant friend group. And one night we decided all to go into our community room and make food and hang out. And we were literally all just sitting there watching movies and... The other side of the hall also created a small friend group, and it was around Halloween time, and we were hanging out, watching scary movies, and they broke into the community room and just scared us all, and I don't think after that point we ever hung out in the community room because we were all so terrified because we're, you know, there's 10 freshman girls sitting in this community room that are scared and watching scary movies because it's Halloween time and then we just naturally get scared by the other girls in the hall and then it created this rivalry and then we all became friends and it's hilarious because I'm still friends with a lot of the girls that lived on my floor that semester. Oh my wow they just scared you so then yeah it scared you when you broke away and then what you came together again that's that's a good that's a good story yeah i mean it's it feels like the normal average um these are the things that happens when you when you hang out in a community room but it was just so crazy that we went from you know kind of being rivals on the separate sides of the hall and then having this one interaction that we were like mm, that wasn't very fun that was kind of scary didn't love that and then come next semester we just had a fun kumbaya, and we're like, let's all hang out in the community room and be friends. <laughs> so then uh, the real question is, do you miss it now that you're now like you're like a full adult adult, you got a job and everything? Do you miss living in the dorms? No. <laughs> I don't think anyone ever misses living in the dorms. I do occasionally miss the chicken patties at Larson's Commons, um, but that's about it. <laughs> I like my own space. 
Makes sense. I got, I understand that. So then, uh, so then, yes, you. So then you got your masters. Uh, I'm yes, right? Because yep. yeah, can you tell me a little bit about that? Like, what what made you want to uh, get your masters? Yeah. So I actually was faced with quite a difficult decision of deciding whether I wanted to go to USD and continue on with law school or stay here and continue on with my master's. In addition, having that assistantship and teaching speech 101 during my master's education. And it's really funny that my decision kind of came full circle from my undergrad decision of deciding between USD and SDSU. And then it coming back around again when I had to decide, you know, for graduate education, where would I like to go? And I just really valued the the connections and friendships that I had made here and it made my decision so much easier to stay here and decide to continue my master's in communication and media studies and then additionally teach many students in speech 101. Yeah, uh, speaking of which, some of the, uh, our listeners don't know this probably, but I was actually a student of yours during speech 101. Uh, how many, so with the, with the master's apprenticeship thing, how uh, do you have to do like two years, like just teach one class a semester then or? Yes, so I had two years, so technically four semesters of teaching Speech 101, and then for each semester I taught three sections of about 24 students. So I had a lot of students go through my classroom in, in the two years, and it was an interesting experience because we also had to transition to mostly online in the middle of the semester in 2020, and then still try to figure out the best way to move forward, but yet keep our students stay safe. So it was a different experience than a lot of people get with their assistantships, but it was, I was really thankful for it. It was fantastic. Yeah, yeah, especially um, that COVID thing, how the pandemic, man, was that, so yeah, you, you taught your first year like fully in person, and then you got switched. What was, what was it like that second year uh, teaching with the, pande- with the pandemic? Yeah, it was, um, it created some challenges, especially because I, did what I could to kind of take on a leadership role with a lot of the first years that were coming in, that were doing training and gearing up to to teach, but it was going to be different than anything we had ever expected. So it was rather difficult to kind of figure out my new teaching style in the ways that our classrooms were set up with cohorts and having to have smaller class sizes and then additionally wearing masks, having everything on Zoom and microphones. Like there were all these extra factors when Speech 101 is already a rather intimidating, difficult class. So I think that it was definitely a challenge, but I think it was something that helped me learn so much about who I am as a teacher and taught me how to foster relationships with students even when you have all these extra barriers in the way. Okay, okay I got that. So then, um. Is there like a transition, I guess, from like being an undergraduate to like a master's? Is there like, is there kind of like a little transition or is it just like, oh, I'm just going back for my fifth year, my sixth year, you know, no big deal? Um, I think, I, I don't know if there is that much of a transition when it comes to changes and differences in, you know, course load and coursework. Um, Obviously, it's a little bit at a higher level because it is a graduate program, but you take less classes than you would take during undergrad um, because they are a little bit more challenging. But I think the biggest thing is going from what a lot of people refer to as the senior slide, where you get to your second semester of your senior year or midway through that second semester and you really start to lose that motivation and you don't really want to do your homework, get your things done, so on and so forth. 
So you have to really rid of that mentality when you go into grad school because if you allow yourself to spend the next two years in the senior slide, you're not going to make it through and you're not going to do very well. So kind of treating it as, you know, it's new program, it's new sector of education all on its own, I think really helps to kind of differentiate between this is just my fifth year of school versus this is a whole new program. And I think of people experience different things like if I were to go somewhere else to continue my education versus staying at SDSU, I really think it would have felt extremely different rather than just feeling as though it's my fifth year of education. But yeah, I had to do a lot of internal work to not feel that senior slide going into my master's program. Oh, so then, yeah, so then we were talking about uh, you having to teach a speech class. Is what, what, What's required uh, for teach, for like getting like a... <laughs> Thinking like a master's degree, is it just like you have to take these classes and then teach 101? Is there like certain like different kind of courseworks you can take? Yeah, so what's really nice about our program specifically is we have this aspect of communication and media. Um, and we have coursework on both the comm study side and on the mass communication side. So you can really... Uh, do what benefits you the most as a student and what benefits your future career choices. And I really appreciate that. So you have, you know, your, your required courses that you have to take, but yet you still have additional electives just as you would if you were in your undergraduate degree. And then on top of that, you have to complete a project or a thesis. So I decided to write a thesis, um, and it was quite the experience because I started to feel that senior slide and I did not want to write a, you know, 80 to 90 page thesis with a lot of research of my own. So it was definitely a difficult feat to, to overcome. And then you also add on top the assistantship and teaching, you know, 60 to 65 students a semester. It's a lot going on. Yeah, what was your thesis on? Did you ever, I don't remember you ever saying Something about like a thesis paper when I was in your speech class. Yeah, so my thesis was, a, it was called Voracious Verdicts, and I was um, looking at the different irrelevant factors that impact uh, verdict outcomes in the courtroom. So I was specifically looking at a civil court case and trying to see if there were any communication patterns that changed whether or not the jury thought that the um, defendant was more liable and or guilty. Okay, that's, that's good. That's good. Fits in with your political science uh, minor, too. Yes, so. I did a great job trying to find the best way to connect my two loves into this this massive project that I was going to have to complete. Ah, oh, jeez. So, um, so then SDSU, so right when you graduated, you got your master's, did SDSU just say, like, hey, we got a position open, would you like to join? Or was it kind of like, oh, well, I might as well just stay here. I've been here so long. Um, unfortunately... Neither happened. <laughs> so I actually um, started working for a real estate technology company in March, and I just participated in a soft hire. So I worked part-time while I was completing my thesis and teaching Speech 101 and finishing my master's program. So in addition, I was working like 20 hours a week doing some social media management and doing some real estate market research for this technology company. And then they brought me on full-time after I graduated. And so I continued to work full-time through, through most of the summer. And Dr. Westwick gave me a call, like, middle of July, and essentially said, hey, 
we have, you know, some classes that we need covered, that we need taught, and there are some other exacerbating circumstances as to why this position opened up. So <laughs> we just decided that although I have another full-time job, I am going to quit my first big girl job that I just got, and I'm going to accept a different big girl job. So <laughs> it was quite the experience to have to you know, accept a position, negotiate a salary, start working full-time, and quit a job all within <laughs> like a three-and-a-half-month span, and I definitely felt very guilty, but I always knew that my, you know, my heart lied with academia and wanting to continue to teach and be at SDSU, so it was honestly a no-brainer decision for me, even though I felt guilty leaving the company that I was working for. This was something, an even better opportunity for both professional and personal growth. Yeah, SDSU is uh, very, very grateful to you took that choice. <laughs> I know, I remind Josh every day. <laughs> <laughs> so then what kind of classes uh, do you teach now? Yeah, so I have quite a few classes under my belt right now. I'm teaching two online speech one-on-one classes. I'm teaching business and professional communication, argumentation and debate, and then um, communication studies right now. Okay, okay. Uh, which one of yours is the favorite, or do you not want to admit? Um... I have a favorite because of the content, not necessarily because of the class of the students, but my favorite is definitely argumentation and debate. It was one of my favorite classes as an undergrad student, and I was really excited that I was going to have the opportunity to be able to teach it. Um, so yeah, I would definitely say that's my favorite, just because simply the content of the class. Okay, that's good. I think I should take that next semester, so. I'm teaching it. Yeah. <laughs> Looking forward to it. So then, um, so what's it like being a teacher now? Is it like, is it just like more coursework or is it kind of like, oh yeah, I'm just a teacher now. I get to walk around campus. <laughs> <laughs> um, honestly, it is, there are moments where I feel the eye of the storm. It's like an odd, calm feeling. And then there are moments where I am like, well, this may be the week that I go under. <laughs> I can no longer <laughs> make it through, and it's fine. My students are going to be understanding. It's going to be okay. Um, but, yeah, it's definitely been quite the feat, especially with five classes. Like, that's just five classes with three of them I've never taught before, and then the other two I haven't taught them in in this type of modality. I haven't, I haven't taught it online before. So there was quite the learning curve to be able to <laughs> – successfully teach, hopefully I'm successfully doing it, <laughs> teaching all these classes <laughs> this semester. <laughs> hopefully next semester will be a little bit easier and I won't feel like I'm, you know, drowning every week. <laughs> and then Friday rolls around, I'm like, oh, I'm good now. And then Monday starts again and I'm like, wow, it never ends. Never ends. Well, I actually want to comment. One of your uh, one of your teaching practices that I really enjoyed was uh, when we were in Speech 101, just your icebreakers. It was Sometimes they were so random, and I just I, I loved I loved answering that. Did you did you get that idea from someone else, or did you, did you just one day like you know what I want to find out what everyone's favorite um, gas station food is or something like that? It's actually something that I have always used um, when it just comes to small talk. I don't really like small talk, and I like to find ways to always learn more about someone. And I think it it's great with building rapport. You'll be excited to know that I have carried on this tradition of asking random icebreaker <laughs> questions before every single class period, unless it's a speech day and we're not going to have time, that I try to not distract the students that may be nervous from giving speeches. But yes, I have, I think my favorite question from this semester was if you could choose any bread, 
to use as a weapon, what would it be? Yeah, I got some creative answers, and a lot of people said Panera Bread, because that it's just so sharp, you know it's going to cut your mouth up, you could definitely use it as a weapon. <laughs> Our next podcast will be available on December 3rd. This podcast is the property of the School of Communication and Journalism at South Dakota State University, which reserves all rights to its use. Music by Cody M. Johnson and Tyler Addison James is licensed through AMP Music. Thank you.